<laughs> I got a, I got a good vegetable joke. Yeah, you don't want to hear it. It's probably it's pretty corny. <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I should have. Uh, the, the way the joke goes, you know why they put fences around cemeteries? Because people are dying to get in. That's it. That's it. So I actually know the priest who runs Catholic cemeteries. Oh. And one of his favorite lines to say is that it's a, it's a great position because he's got thousands of people under him. <laughs> it's good to be. The and that's going to be our opening joke. <laughs> so, Father Dominic. <laughs> I'm Paul Maneric. This is that. <laughs> Where we hope to inspire saints, to inspire saints, to build the kingdom of God. One pun <laughs> at a time. Amen. <laughs> Father Don, you said, wow, we talk too much and we need the dear listeners. To, yes. To inspire us. Thank you. So now we want you to ins- – I like that. We want to inspire you to inspire us like we inspire saints to inspire saints. Uh, Just got meta. This is know. a long <laughs> – A lot of inspiration there. Uh, we want to hear your questions, and we will attempt to answer them. So we want to do a special episode answering our listener questions. So – so far, we know our listeners are your brother's friend. Yes. No, my cousin's friend. Your cousin's friend. Yeah. And my cousins told me back Tony. on Easter Sunday, Colleen and Michelle, uh, that they love. They actually, they, <laughs> I didn't tell you this yet. They spent most of Easter dinner raving about how much they love you. Nothing about me. It's as if it's the Paul show and I'm just along for the ride. I, They're like, tell us about this Paul. Paul is so great. He's so intelligent and smart. And, <laughs> and they're both happily married, mind you. Uh, and they're just all about Paul. And I'm like, you know, Paul's got a co-host. Um, and he's related to you. Um, thank you, Colleen and Michelle. Well, you know what happened to Jesus, right? When he preached in Nazareth, right? You remember that? Like, nobody cares about the person they know. Well, that's true. A prophet is not welcome in his native place. That's it. That's true. See? So there you go. Well, they love you. You're so Christ-like, Father Don. So your cousin's friend and my two cousins. Yeah, Tony. Send us your questions, and they can't be about Paul. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, uh, amazing about Tony. Like, this dude comes to help at the Well of Mercy from the south side. Oh, Tony is your cousin's friend. Yeah. Because I was at the Well of Mercy. Yeah, no. I had. No. I had priests. Tony came. <laughs> yeah, no, we all know how to Paul. Thank you. <laughs> no. Tony. Beautiful. Anyway, um, but all of you who listen, you've got questions. We don't have answers, but if you give us your questions, we can look the answers up. Or make them. Well, that's your job, like Father. Oh my gosh, there he goes again. <laughs> Every chance I get. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> um, but yeah, we would love to we hear. We would you guys. love to lie to your faces I, or through your earbuds. And you know what's? We will also. And you can't ask them if you want to ask us about us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. About the church. We've got lots. Don't of, ask about tax. Well, we're way past tax day, so I, I hire somebody to do mine. So I, don't ask me about taxes. I did mine. Well, me and TurboTax. 
Oh, nice. Yeah, we did it. I don't know. I told Whitney, I was like, I think we need to do some calculation of how much it costs to get somebody to do this for us. <laughs> because I feel like I'm making like pennies on the on the hour like for, <laughs> for my work here. And I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, so send us your questions. You can email them to either paul at stedparish.org or fr clementi father clementi c-l-e-m-e-n-t-e at stedparish.org so either paul at stedparish.org father clementi at stedparish.org email us your questions and on an upcoming episode we will answer your questions we've got a lot of good questions too from our kids from st ed so we're going to intersperse some really cool questions from the kids over at st ed's because we got brilliant kids over there and super inquisitive yes i love our kids they're so great yes um god bless sarah lasica and her staff over there just the best school in the northwest side best school in the city yeah and suburbs full stop stop. but we'll go with northwest side for now we'll be a little charitable humility is a good thing but so speaking of humility and lending ourselves to do what the Lord is asking of us, this weekend of May 8th, Drum roll. which is where this is the Sunday after. I was, I was letting them do it. You didn't have to do that. Well, you're, you're, you're talking. Whatever. You don't drum roll yourself. <laughs> I was a percussionist. What? I'm not a drum roll. <laughs> anyway, this Sunday, May 8th, is a special Sunday in the liturgical calendar called Good Shepherd Sunday. And it's also, because it's Good Shepherd Sunday, the World Day of Prayer for Vocations. Ooh. Ooh. That means all the Catholics around the world are asked by the Holy Fathers, as from Pope Francis himself, to pray for an increase in vocations to the priesthood and religious life. It's the big kahuna asking us. Um, yeah, so every all Catholics around the world are meant to pray this Sunday for an increase in vocations to the priesthood and religious life so that young men and women will generously respond to how the Lord is calling them to be good shepherds in any number of the religious orders that exist in the church um, give, with all their beautiful charisms or as diocesan priests, of which I'm happy to be one of, um, to serve in parishes. It is awesome. And, and there is, we're not going to leave you fumbling in the dark for words here either because we are going to come prepared and you can find prayers written out. You can. Where will they find them? Coincidentally enough, this weekend, we're also crowning our Blessed Mother. You, But you already knew that because you, you knew that because you listened to last week's podcast. But you spread the word. And... Over by our Blessed Mother Shrine, we will have pamphlets for praying the rosary for vocations specifically. We'll even have a special pamphlet just for women to pray the rosary seeking their own vocation to be married, to be in religious life, to be a consecrated virgin, to the single life. It's a beautiful little prayer. And then we always we have lots of prayer cards um, uh, praying for an increase in priestly vocations as well. Those are not hard to find. Now, the very perspicacious, I'm using a big word. Perspicacious. No, perspicacious. perspicacious. Like, yeah, it's not like sweating. It's like very observant. Okay. You know, Look at you. Someone with, big word. Someone with perspicacity. Yeah, I don't, 
I was talking to Margaret Hamlin today about um, the word of the day. Uh, just about using big words and sounding like an idiot because you want to <laughs> make yourself sound cool. That sounds more like Margaret. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so what's okay? So tell us about the perspicacity. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the perspicacious viewer on YouTube will have noticed that our lights have changed colors. Anyone who watches should notice they change. Yeah, now they're in Marion blue. Yeah, we get lots of these. Are like, uh, I believe they call these Easter eggs, right? Well, yes, they are little Easter eggs. And like this maybe is the they'll Easter also season. see the OLV can behind us ah. that we drank a few episodes. You drank a few episodes back. Our Lady of Victory, another so Marion reference with us. Um, but yeah, so the lights are, are blue because and the applause sign, which is lit, as those who as the youths say. As the <laughs> well, no, I was actually. <laughs> It is a lit sign, as the youths say, but it is actually lit, meaning the light is oh, on. Oh, I the thought light you were, on. I thought you were trying to be one of the youths. No, I that ship has sailed, as you remind me. <laughs> Every on a weekly basis. <laughs> so no. discernment, vocations. <clears throat> Did you ever discern a vocation uh, other than marriage, Paul? I broke up with a girl once and told her because I was probably should be a priest. But that was, was that just a reason to break up with her? Ooh, <laughs> Were you actually ooh, thinking about being a priest? Yeah. Um, I doubt she's listening. No, she's not. <laughs> um, sure, she might be. I don't know. Um, th- that's a good question. Uh, no, I was I was seriously th- like I was in grad school and I had you know I was blessed with I think I talked about this before I you know God gave me a brain that just says. Um, if there's a girl that you're dating and you're like, oh, I can't marry this one. As soon as that happened, I was like, okay, this is over. Yep, you have talked about that you know? before. So, so I did that. And, Actually, um, I think our marriage and dating podcast where you would have talked about that is our most listened to podcast so far. Really? I think so, yeah. Cool. Well, that's a good story because you asked me about the beer festival. That's right. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, so anyway, uh, so I had – gone through a series of these revelations. I can't marry this one. Can't marry this one. And then, you know, eventually you feel like it's, uh, you know, a process of elimination. And I had really eliminated, I don't know, not that many of the billions of billions, right? Yeah. We have billions of women in the world. Um, of the billions of women, I hadn't eliminated that many from the, uh, the, the pool of available uh-huh. possible wives. And yet I was convinced I was like, <laughs> I keep eliminating these ones. Uh, maybe I'm supposed to be a priest. And so that was, that was the extent of my, that was the extent of it. <laughs> yeah. I said, well, that was a good, good reason to like, well, you know what? That just means that you were pretty solid in, in your vocation that you knew the Lord was calling you to be a happily married man and soon to be father of, of two beautiful young ladies. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it is an awesome gift of yourself to be a priest or a, a member of a religious community where you are dedicating your life to praying for everyone else and to serving like like we as as married people we serve in a in a way but it's it's you're serving people that you are biologically connected to and wired <laughs> to to like want, fair enough you know people still suck at doing that much they do they do um, you know, when I try explaining it to to people, you know, we, we all have a vocation to love and to yeah. grow in holiness. Amen. And 
God calls some of us to love in, I don't say small to make it sound less than, but God calls some people to love in a very particular, unique, um, localized way. So that would be the nuclear family. I mean, there's nothing wrong with saying little. I mean, that's that's a whole Therese of Lassoe right there, right? Fair the enough. Little way. Way. I mean, yeah, fair I, enough. And I need a little way to heaven because I ain't getting the big way. Fair enough. I need that little way. So God calls many people to love you know, their spouse, their children, their immediate nuclear family, and to love them into heaven, right? Mm-hmm. That's the vocation of marriage is to get your spouse into heaven and any children that you have. Um, and then he calls others to love in a much bigger way. Yeah. Um, to love an entire parish, to love an entire community that you want to build them a hospital or an orphanage or a school, um, to love in a way that brings you out into the to see the poorest of the poor, to make sure that they get medication and food and clothing and shelter and, you know, to, to love in, in a big way. Um, it's very different from that more nuclear love. I mean, it right? is. It is um, so, and that's, it's heroic. Yeah, that's it's what heroic. you have to discern. I mean, yeah. wow. you're like, I don't want to give you a big head or make you blush. But Please it, don't. It's heroic what you guys do. So, dear listeners, encourage your kids to be heroes. And that's a good, thank you for saying that because and I used to be on the vocations committee for the archdiocese. Um, and they fired me. Thanks, Father Tim. <laughs> <laughs> and you still asked him to come to talk to us. I do all the time because I love Father Tim. Yeah, he's great. And he really didn't fire me. They went to, they got rid of the model that I was part of, and they went to a different model. But anyway. We wouldn't um, blame them if they fired you. It's okay. We Yeah. Uh, I, I make fun of him all the time saying that he fired me. And he's like, I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> but um, when I was on the vocations team uh, committee, I was shocked to find out, and and I shocked as well because this was not my parents' reaction, even though I thought it would be. But there are a lot of parents that discourage, actively discourage their sons and daughters from entering religious life or being ordained to the priesthood. And I couldn't believe that. Yeah. Um, and I, it's for various reasons. They think they'll be unhappy. They think they'll um, – a lot of it is unhappiness. They think that we live an unhappy life. Which I, I – mean, there are a lot of unhappy priests and religious out there. But but no unhappy married people, so it makes sense. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I've never heard of that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think about that one. we got to start throwing that into a vocation pamphlet. <laughs> I think un- priests are unhappy if you met your husband. <laughs> there, is, there is no vocation that has a, has a monopoly on happiness or unhappiness. Um, but a lot of parents out there actively discourage it, uh, yeah. which I found – odd and when i told my parents i didn't i never thought my parents would discourage me but i was afraid that i would uh, that my mom would be like secretly upset because for all of my post pubescent life my mom talked about how much she couldn't wait to have grandchildren and how much she loves babies and every time someone in the family had a baby my mom would freak out until she got to go see them and hold the baby and Right. My mom loves babies and not being the only child and it's their own fault. They put all their eggs in one basket. But <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I knew my parents wouldn't discourage me because I know my parents love me and support me. But I did have a fear that like my mom would secretly be sad because yeah. she wasn't going to have grandchildren. You didn't want to hurt your mom. You didn't, I didn't. And, that's, and, and you were worried. And she bawled her eyes out when I told her that I was thinking about going to the seminary and that I was thinking about being a priest. And Tears of joy. She cried, and she cried because 
she knew now that I was going to be loving in a bigger way, right? So my mom didn't see it as a lack of grandchildren that she'd be having, but rather she saw an increase in kind of like spiritual children. Oh my gosh, that she would be having. And you, you I know? mean, I know that you have brought your mom here, and I know that she's been here. Like, and they they'll be here as at the dropping of this podcast. They will be in this rectory. So living. I mean, you 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 cannot go to St. Edward or walk across the street to our school. And as a mom, you'd be like, oh my gosh, I have like 300 grandchildren. 300 of them. Yeah. <laughs> and more because of family faith for me. Like I've got like 500 grandkids and yeah. everyone like it's incredible. And so I would say on that note, parents, those of you listeners who are parents of children, whenever you talk to your kids, just let them know that there is another option other than the yeah. options that the world gives you of growing up, getting married, having kids, or not getting married. There are other options, and they're all— And God the Father is calling them to that, yeah. right? I mean, uh, we mentioned our last podcast, and it's blue because of Mary. But, you know, yes, Mary said yes to being the mother of God, the God-bearer, Theotokos. But then she also had to say yes— to being the sorrowful mother and having that sword pierce her heart, right? I mean, she knew what Jesus's mission was, and she still courageously said yes in those little ways that we say yes to our smaller vocations every day. And it brought her such sadness, um, but she knew she, that Jesus was accomplishing the Father's will. And so even if my mom were still secretly sad and that was about not having a baby, I mean, my mom still supports me and loves me and knows that I'm accomplishing the Father's will for my life. Now, that brings me such joy. Now, that, that, was a, that was a flippant comment by me to say, like, tears of joy. When your mom cried, were they tears of joy or were they – was she like – They were tears of joy. They, they were tears of joy. joy. Okay, cool. I was, I was being flippant, but I'm – No, okay, no, no. Good. Yeah, you were absolutely right. Awesome. I didn't correct you. Oh, okay. Or tears of joy. I I just thought my you were, mom does well now she cries at everything at the time she didn't cry so much at everything but uh, but I mean I, I guess what I'm saying though is that when you tell your kids that these are possibilities for you like you know when I talk to Mariana I'll say like you know someday if you're called to get married uh, like I will always make it a point to be like or if you're called to be a nun mm-hmm. like I will always say that because she will be mother superior oh my goodness actually I pray to God, <laughs> God love the geez. community yeah she'll be the next uh, Teresa of Avila she's gonna whip I'm somebody. sorry anyway yeah uh, so but that's it like help to remove that fear because that has got to be something as a kid you're like I don't want to take away my kids my parents grandkids I don't want to take away I don't want to disappoint them but by letting them know hey this is just one of the options that option. I think is awesome and I'm not saying that it's the option for you because I don't know what God is calling you to do. You need to enter into that conversation with God yourself. But whatever I know that whatever you and God work out is awesome. And that could be being a nun. That could be being a mother. That could be a consecrated single life forever. And those are all awesome options. And I am aware of them all and they're all equally valid. And to be encouraging to to discerning those things. Yeah. I mean, you know, another reason that I wasn't really afraid of my parents being discouraging is because whenever I, as I was growing up, my parents were always encouraging in everything that I wanted to try. And the only time my parents ever told me no. Was my like, Lord. Try, <laughs> <I'm> Lord. <laughs> 
um, was when I was just too busy and we were running every day. There was a thing that I was involved in. And my, my dad and my mom sat me down. And I had to be like, I don't know, 10 or 11 years old. And they were like, you have to drop something. Praise God. Like one thing, you have to drop it because you're we're, we're going crazy, running around all these places. Man. And so I dropped bowling. I was in a bowling league on Saturday mornings. Oh, don't tell Mike Lajan that. Uh, <laughs> He's all in. Uh, I love bowling. But anyway, so like – that was the only t- so by my par- like I was in bowling, theater, basketball, floor hockey, um, scouts, youth group. Like I was doing all these things, and my parents were just always very encouraging for me to just do whatever I wanted to try. And even if I didn't like it, like I am not an athlete at all. Um, so the one year I tried sports, I did basketball, soccer. No, I didn't do soccer. That was always terrible. I did basketball, floor hockey, and I forgot the other thing I did. I think I did three sports. Um, I hated all of them. Yeah, uh, but my parents and my parents knew I would hate them. Um, but they still let me try. And with the same thing has to be with our vocations, right? We can't just assume and prepare our children that you're going to get married. Um, and then the perpetual questions when they get older and into college and, you know, have you found a girlfriend yet? Have you found a boyfriend yet? Uh, are you, you're out of college and you get a career. When are you going to find somebody and settle down? Well, why don't we ask that many questions about, have you thought about being a priest? Have you thought about um, being a, a religious sister or a religious brother? Have you... You know, you, you want to go into teaching. Have you thought about being in a teaching order? Yeah. I mean, just yeah, just literally talking about it as if this is a normal and good option is so huge. It's so huge. Just let them know. Let them know that you would be proud of them for whichever one of these. But you got to just verbalize that all of these options are on the table. Don't just be like, oh, I can't wait till you get married. Then that. Full stop. That's the only yeah, thing. That's, that's the only it. thing I'm going to talk about. Like you are, because uh, you are going to get married. Because then, of course, they're going to feel weird if they're like, actually, I'm kind of feeling like I should be a nun. Like, well, encourage she's, it. Yeah, just let her know. I, I I can't wait till you take your your final vows or you get married or I can't wait till you know to watch you as you grow up and to know that you're by yourself but living a life dedicated to God. Like these are things that if we don't articulate to our kids, they're never going to know that we even think that this is an acceptable option. And they're going to feel that sense of disappointment if they're pulled, their heart is being tugged one direction that we've never talked about with them. And so make it easier for them. Anyway, it's, I'm not saying it's, it's easy. I like, you know, I want grandkids too, but we need to put all your eggs in one basket. I got, I only got two baskets right, right now. (laughs) Who knows? I'm, I'm, I'm still young, despite what this guy says. <laughs> Who knows? God might, God might send me more. So on this World Day of Prayer for Vocations, encourage vocations in your family. You've got either your own children or you have nieces and nephews or cousins. You have friends. You have kids on your block. Encourage them. Just start a culture of encouraging. Like, have you thought about priesthood? Have you thought about religious life? Have you thought about charisms? Have you thought about how God is calling you to serve the church and to live your vocation joyfully for the rest of your life. Amen. That's beautiful. You got it, guys. Homework. Do it. All right. This is Ed Talks, where we hope to inspire saints, to inspire saints to build the kingdom of God and discern their vocations. One priest and none of the time. <laughs> Father Dominic. I'm Palmineric. Adios. Hasta luego. Mm-hmm.